Welcome to the Metro Detroit Christian Church Podcast. Up next, you will hear a message delivered by one of our pastors or guest speakers. We pray that you encounter Jesus Christ as you engage with this message. Welcome back. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> I could use a bottle of water if someone could. <clears throat> Think Perry's getting it, Joe. Thank you. <clears throat> Last year we talked about <clears throat> this is the year of God's government, 2024. And we looked at this scripture in Revelation 4, 2 to 5. It says, immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. You can't see the kingdom of God. You can't see the throne. You can't access it unless you're in the spirit. So in the name of the Lord Jesus be in the Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, be in the Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, be in the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul says, and I'm speaking now by apostolic authority, you are not in the flesh. You are no longer in the flesh if the Spirit of God dwells in you. So the Spirit commands you now, be in the Holy Spirit. Because I have a throne for you, says the Lord. I have a throne for you to access and move from. And the way you do that is by being in the Holy Spirit. John was in the Holy Spirit and he saw the throne of God. But he didn't just see one throne. He saw 24 other thrones and these elders sitting on the thrones. And these elders are not just old guys sitting around. They, they are symbols. This is a symbolic picture and we know that by what they're wearing and what they're doing and what they're saying. What they're wearing and what they're doing and what they're saying are all revealing that this is not just 24 old people sitting on thrones around Jesus' throne. This is representative of an overcoming, reigning company in the earth. That's what it represents. And we talked about that. We unfolded that last week. If you do simple prophetic interpretation of numbers in the scriptures, it's clear that this company surrounding the throne of God and the Lamb represents a company of overcoming believers who are reigning in this life. It's the fruit obtaining one of these thrones. And how many of you want to obtain one of these thrones? Because Jesus actually says you have to obtain it. If you endure with me, it says in Second. Um, Timothy, you will reign with me. So you can't get the throne unless you endure. So let a spirit of endurance, great grace is with us today to form us into soldiers. You can't be a soldier without endurance. So let a spirit of endurance by grace be imparted to your life. Take hold of it. Take hold of it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cause that gasp of weariness to just leave you. Weariness is leaving you right now as you grab hold of the grace of Jesus Christ to endure. Wow, a garment of heaviness is being lifted off of your life and a spirit of praise, a light, powering, Holy Spirit of praise is being imparted to you. Thank you, Lord. The fruit of a, 
we get a throne, it's the fruit of our endurance. It's the fruit of our holding on to faith. Faith. The faith of the Son of God inside you. The faith of Christ. That's in you. You already got it. It was deposited in you like a seed inside you. You have it. It's not being taken away from you, but you got to hold to it in the midst of your trials. Hold to the truth that you have been crucified with Christ. Your feelings didn't do it. (laughs) Your willpower didn't do it. It was by the will of God that you were brought forth as a son and a daughter. God decided. He spoke. Period. Done. You're a son. You're a daughter. You're joined with Christ. That's the faith. If we hold to the faith in the midst of our trials, we inherit a throne. And so as we're preaching about this last week, because this is the year of God's government, 2024. And 24 is a symbol of God's government on the earth through an overcoming people. And I challenge you, every single time you hear the date, the year, 2024, think this is the year of God's government. God's government is coming and increasing this year. And as we were unfolding this teaching, and as Pastor Grandy was working with me, it just like all of a sudden, all these scriptures that the Holy Spirit had caused us to focus on, all of a sudden we saw that all of them had to do with 12s and 24s. This was fantastic. Look at this. I normally don't do this kind of thing, but once in a while you just got to (laughs) indulge. These are the, some of the scriptures that the Lord called us unknowingly to focus on last week. 2 Timothy 2.12. 2 times 12 is 24. 12 is the number of government in scripture. From Genesis all the way to Revelation, 12 is the number of government. And when it's multiplied by 2, it's mega government. This is the year of government. James 1.12. 1 Chronicles 24, these are the passages we looked on. 1 Chronicles 24 talks about a division of priests, 24 divisions of priests, 24 divisions of prophetic singers, 24 hours a day. This is the priesthood of Christ ruling on earth. This is the worshiping ecclesia, 24 hours a day. They reign on the earth. This is exactly what the elders said. The elders said, we are the priests and kings that are reigning on the earth, worshiping God. This is what God is looking for right now, and what God's looking for, he's going to get. God is looking for mature worshipers, those who worship in the spirit. You are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit Says the Lord. The Lord is saying to you, he's releasing his word to break doubt and confusion and wondering and second guessing. Am I in the spirit? You are no longer in the flesh. If the spirit of God dwells in you, you are in the spirit. And if you can access that faith, not by your moods, not by your good deeds, By faith. If you access it, you're going to be overcoming. You're going to be in the spirit and see the throne and access the throne. Woo. (laughs) Just, I just want to speak in tongues over you. 
Let the flow of the Holy Spirit, like a river, come down from heaven and into your life with greater consistency, greater flow, greater access. I hear the Spirit saying, greater access is yours in 2024. You are accessing the Spirit, accessing the throne. Day and night, he says. Day and night, you're accessing it. I purchased it for you. It is opened up for you. Greater access. This is coming to us. This is ours by grace in 2024. This is really good news. It's not by your mood. This is the victory that overcomes the world, the Apostle John says. Our mood. About 50% discerned. The other just kind of sat there. This is the victory that overcomes the world, says the Apostle John. Your mood. That's right. You should, like, be kicking me off of the stage right now, casting me out as a false prophet. Your mood is not going to cut it. <laughs> okay. Point number three. God's government moves outward in waves of authority and power. So look at these scriptures in Revelation 4, 5. I'm preaching myself joyful right now. I feel power in my right leg and all over. Revelation 4, 5. The spirit all over me. <laughs> Some of you need to put your right leg in. Put your right leg in and shake it all about. <laughs> Revelation 4, 5 says, and from the throne proceeds... Something comes out from the throne. The throne is initiating and expanding. The throne is moving things forward. And from the throne proceeded lightning, thunderings, and voices. I thank God for the thunderings and voices. If you don't have the thunderings and voices over your life, if we don't have it, if we don't have it in the 21st century, we're going to have the law structures of denominationalism, the law structures of past charismatic Pentecostal movements, and demonic principalities and powers connect to law structures. But if we'll get the thunderings and the lightnings, it cleanses the atmosphere by the blood of Jesus to cleanse our conscience from dead works so that we can serve the living God. That's what the throne does. The throne is a new covenant throne. And it has a job to do. And the job is to shake the spiritual atmosphere over your life of demonic law structures that keep you connected to principalities and powers that are undermining your life, that are undermining your family, undermining this body, and undermining the community. The throne of God moves in and begins shaking religious principalities and structures and cleansing everything by the blood of Jesus, so that we can serve God and receive an eternal kingdom. 
we're going to get that. By March 30th at Cross Immersion, we're going to get New Covenant and the cross like we've never gotten it before. John looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having all authority, seven horns, and having all wisdom, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, sent out into all the heavenly atmosphere. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> get the shepherd's crook and get him off the stage. going to see. I'm going to see if you can get me off the stage today. See if you can discern false prophets. <laughs> this is amazing. Something gets sent from the throne. All authority, all wisdom, and the fullness, all the Spirit of God gets sent out. The God's government moves outward. In waves of authority and power. The spirit is being sent out into all the earth. You are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit, says the Lord. To be a portal of the sending of my spirit into this community in 2024. The throne is in the city of God. That's what we read in the book of Revelation. And according to the book of Revelation, the heavenly city comes down. It doesn't stay up there. It comes down and impacts communities and nations. Let's just kick dispensationalism and religion off of the book of Revelation. It's our book for a current move of God in the 21st century. The reason you're born in this century, the reason you're alive right now is to have a move that emanates from the kingdom of God take place in your body and whatever is around your body. Because the heavenly city comes down and impacts communities and nations. This is what John saw. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, staying up in the heavenly places. <laughs> You're loving this. This is great. <laughs> I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, staying in the conceptual realm. I was going to say the tomatoes are going to come out next. All you who brought your protein snacks, leave them in your purse. You know.
<laughs> I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven. <laughs> yeah, come on, Daniel. Out from heaven. Good prophet. <laughs> from God, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Look at this, you dull-minded, sleepy church. Preaching is coming. Revival is coming to wake us up. Thank you, Lord. We need it. The tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. I tell you, the holy city comes down. And it impact, once it comes down, its ultimate end is to impact communities, cities, and nations. And that's what John saw after the holy city came down in Revelation 21, 24. The nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. And the kings of the earth, human governments, will bring their glory and their honor into the city that has come out of heaven and is with men. Right now, Lance Wallnow is like saying so many things right now that we are saying. It's, like, it's almost like we're listening to the same spirit. <laughs> this is the time for Zion. The city of God on earth. You're it. If you're no longer in the flesh but in the spirit. I just tell you in Jesus' name. And by the Holy Spirit himself. You are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. If the spirit of God dwells in you. The question is, does the spirit of God dwell in you? Yeah, the yes that just answered me was the yes of the Holy Spirit. You are in the Spirit. You have ears to hear. That's all you need is that yes of the Holy Spirit. That yes of the Holy Spirit is a big ear and a big mouth. Big eye. It's all in the yes. Don't think about that too much. The throne, the city comes down, nations are saved, and kings, governments, start connecting with this city. Revelation 22 says, He showed me a pure river of the water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It goes out from the throne and the Lamb. In the middle of its street, the street, the city of God, and on either side of the river is the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Why do you think charismatic and prophetic people are always talking about the year of this and the year of that and the month of this and the month of that and the week of this and the week of that? Because there's fruit being born every month. There's something happening every month. There's something happening every day. And those who have eyes to see and ears to hear get to be in on those seasons. Oh, it's so great. I'm, I love this. 
I love that it's not just charismatic hyperbole. It's not just a tool of persuasion trying to capture people's attention. I, like, I love that this is actually real. So out from this throne is proceeding a river, and it goes right to nations. Do you see that? Do you see that? Well, there's an order to this. It comes down, and before it hits the nations, it goes through three elements, three segments of society. The first one is you. Christ in you starts the waves of authority and power that are emanating out and ultimately goes to the nations. It starts with the individual. The government of God in the earth starts with you and me. How many of you want to see your nation change? Then change yourself. Put on the new man. Put off the old man. Put the man you were, yes, put the moody man off. I have to put him off fairly regularly. Put on the new man. Put on Christ. This is your sovereign ability that comes from the Holy Spirit in you. Is the Spirit in you? Then you are not in the flesh. You are in the Spirit, and in the Spirit, you have an amazing, godlike capacity with your will. Because if the Spirit's in you, your will is no longer of the flesh. Your will is empowered by the Holy Spirit. And you have this ability to put off the many and varied, multifaceted aspects of the old man, the way he thinks the way he feels, and the way he acts. Put him off. Put him off. Put him off today. Put him off tomorrow. And put on the new man. Put on the thing you don't even know. Because it's brand new. Be different. Preach different, Pete. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put him on, put him on, put him on. You have the capacity. Are you in the spirit? Put on Jesus Christ. Oh, just, doesn't it just make you feel better? It's supposed to. It's supposed to rise up within you and give you a new soulish capacity. Christ manifests in the soul. Might hits your spirit, and then Christ manifests in your heart, your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Where's that water bottle? I'm going to throw this back. <laughs> Someone, some, some people, some here is like, what is going on in this? 
Just enjoy it. Maybe you've never been to a church like this. Just sit back and like, you know, watch it. Christ in you is a God infusion of the throne of God. Christ in you is an infusion of the throne. It's no longer in the heavenly places. It now comes down and resides in your spirit. If you were raised with Christ, Paul says, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. Set your mind, which is attached to your brain, which governs your physical body. Set your mind on this throne reality, not on things on the earth, for you died. Right now, sitting in this room, you've died and your life is hidden with Christ in God, but it doesn't stay hidden, it proceeds. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you also will appear with him in glory. You are showing up in 2024. When you show up, the throne shows up. Christ in you is an infusion of the throne. That's what Paul says in Ephesians. But God, who is rich in mercy, thank God for the but God. Everything on the left side of the line of but God is your disaster. It's your doom. It's your gloom. It's your punishment. It's what you deserve. It's your generational curses. It's the bad mood that you've been struggling with for 20 years, continuing for another 20 years. Everything on the left side of but God. But on the right side of but God, who's rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead, no ability to see God, hear God, move with God, Because of the inherent boundary-breaking nature we were born with. But God made us alive together with Christ. Paul just decides to skip the cross here and go right to the resurrection. But God, who's rich in mercy, made you alive. Together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. And not only did he raise you up with Christ, he raised you up together and made you sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus where every single spiritual blessing flows. That is now your constitution. It's your inner makeup. It is you. It's the real you. The throne has found its home.
Christ in you is the infusion of the throne of God. It's now become your constitution. And only those in the next 10, 20, 30 years who have the constitution of the throne of God will be able to recover the U.S. Constitution, which is all but completely buried in our culture. Those with the Constitution who have no allegiance, primary allegiance, to the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. Their allegiance is to Jesus Christ, who raised them up with himself and seated you together with him in heavenly places. Those who have that allegiance are given authority to restore government. Christ in you, the infusion of the throne of God. Maybe you're not ready to recover the U.S. Constitution. Well, recover your Constitution, for heaven's sake. Your constitution, the throne of God, and put off that lingering thought, feeling, emotion. Put off that quiet voice of the demonic realm that's trying to impersonate your voice and speaks with your voice. Put him off. Put on the truth. The truth. That you've died with Christ. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Let your subconscious mindset be filled with that reality. And then be a ruler. Be a commander of your mind, your body, and your emotions. Wow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just command healing in this place. Command it to come rolling down like justice, like waters. Roll down into this assembly. We command healing in this place, in our corporate life. Schizophrenia, you are not allowed in this assembly. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I don't care how, how generational that pattern's been in, the blood of Jesus has released the but God into your family and your children and your grandchildren will not struggle with these mental disorders, these psychological disorders. In the name of the Lord, I speak as one with authority, one who's overcome that generational curse. This chemistry is not in my body anymore. Not by drugs, but by the spirit of the living God. I speak that it's your inheritance. Every voice of the devil that's speaking into your family line, I shut it up with the voice of God. Your sons, your daughters, your spouses are coming out of all forms of psychological disorders. What's plaguing the culture will not plague your house.
you got to discover your constitution. Go on a search for your constitution this year. Throw off that weak constitution by Christ in you. Christ in you is impartation of throne realities. And this is what Paul was working with. He, he, this is where he started. He started with the individual. He went into Ephesus. He started with 12 men. 12 men, 12 guys in this metropolitan region with possibly millions of people. Just give me 12. He worked with 12 and he filled them with the Holy Spirit. He says, we're going to start the government of God here. He starts with the individual. Paul talks about this. He says in Colossians 1.27, to the saints, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. When you see Gentiles, you can also insert the word nations minus Israel. How many nations are there now? Brother Aziz of the 180? 190? No exact answer. I once worked on a book called Countries of the World. I think you're right. It's, it's changing all the time. 195. Okay. 190. To the saints, to the ones who've been, that God has decided. The but God, God just said, I, I, they need my but God thing really bad. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's hopeless without but God. And he said, I see it. I'm going to come into their life and set them apart and make them the instruments of my government on the earth. That's what a saint is. To the saints, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the nations, which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man. It's three every mans. Every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Let every disciple maker right now receive a Douse of working right now. What's Paul saying here? He says, I start with the individual. I want to make sure they get it. I want to make sure they, they don't just hear a sermon and shake their head yes and get all excited on Sunday. I want to make sure I'm going to go into their homes. I'm going to get into their life. Get down in the trenches. Have one-on-ones. And I'm going to warn them and equip them. Because there are consequences if you don't live out of Christ. Curse is the consequence. There's no, there's no gray in this. You're in Christ or you're of Adam subject to the generational curses that are coming down on the whole human race. 
So Paul says, I don't want anyone cursed. I'm going to work with them until they have it. Not just a language system. It's real overcoming. You can feel it. You can sense it. You're living it. You know it. Lord, I just pray for every man, every woman in this assembly. That's the one you've given me. I pray, Lord, you would perfect them in their spiritual understanding of Christ in them. This week, Lord, wash them. Paul started with the individual, Christ in you. Jesus said in John, we're skipping a couple of verses, in John 7, 37 and 39, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow the river that's coming from the throne. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. By this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. Jesus is talking about a throne here. Because on the throne is a God and the Lamb. And out from the throne comes a river. And it, the city that's housing that throne comes down to heaven, abides with men, and then it lands right in the individual. You can become a city. Jesus said, if you overcome, I'll write the city. I'll write it on your DNA. Listen, you need to become a city if you're going to survive the next decade. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. This is the throne. Okay, but it doesn't stay with you. The government of God starts with you and begins reverberating. Waves of power, waves of authority. Say waves of power, waves of authority. They emanate out of Christ in you, out of the throne in you. As you're putting off the old, which seeks to suppress the truth. The old man seeks to suppress, keep you from being able to see the truth of who you are. When you throw that off, that throne reality, that government that you have, all authority over yourself, it begins... It begins wanting to go to the next dimension because out of the throne proceeds thunders, lightnings, a river. It proceeds. It keeps. It, do, it doesn't. It can't stay there. It's going to. Right into your family. That's the next level of God's government. It starts with the individual. You embodying Christ. And then it goes to your family. Christ in the family. Look at what Paul says to the family. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ. Does it say that word? As Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Colossians 3.18 says, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Ephesians 6 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. It says to me, Christ is all over family. Christ is in the husband, Christ is in the wife, and Christ is in the children. You need to kick out whatever is in your family that's not Christ. 
This is the next level of government. God's government. God is bringing his government to earth. He brings it to the individual. And from the individual, it goes, the best thing you can do to find your spouse is put off your old man. All throughout the day. Waves, shock waves of power and authority going out from Christ in you to begin breaking the generational pattern of the way your mother and your father related. Some, you know, I've been married, how long have we been married? You don't know. <laughs> 85 years. <laughs> 1985, who does math well? 38, this year be 38? 39 this year? <laughs> In my 38 or nine or seven years, I've noticed periodically I can start feeling this pattern just kind of seeping into my mind. You know, you know the devil comes in the realm of the subconscious. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> but you know where the spirit comes? Subconscious. And throws him down. Spirit comes in, the devil's reigning in the heavenly place in your subconscious, and boom, he falls like lightning. I've noticed in, throughout my marriage, it's like this thing that wants to create Dave and Betty. Now, I love Dave and Betty. You know, you know I loved my parents. I miss them. I love them with everything within me. But I know their systems. Every... <laughs> They're dead now. I can say this. Well, they're actually, they're not dead. They're, they're listening in and enjoying it. They know their system too. They, they chose never to throw it off. <laughs> Every time you got in the car with them, the system activated. My dad had his system and she had her system. It was so dysfunctional. I remember, like, driving to Colorado in their system. Oh, my gosh, 24 hours of my dad in denial, not listening to my mother, going too fast, and her being in hyper-anxiety, using the brake all the time on her side of the... And going, Dave, Dave, Dave! And him not saying anything. And finally he'll go, Betty. <laughs> and the demons that would come into the cars, like us kids in the back seat, and we're, you know, claiming our territory and drawing the line. <laughs> like, Get off of my side of the line. <laughs> Don't touch me. 24 hours of living hell. 
24. <laughs> that was just the system I can tell you about. I noticed those patterns, not necessarily that one particular, although, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> you know, my dad had myasthenia gravis, and with myasthenia gravis, you have two sets of vision. You, you have double vision. You see two of everything, an upper and a lower. And... We didn't know this. We knew he had myasthenia gravis, but we thought he was getting treatment and everything was under control. And, and until we didn't know that side of it. And then we, we found out about this. And that day we found out our kids were driving with him. He was still driving. He had picked them up and, he, and he, we're done. And he drops them off and Lisa goes, you know, Dad, we just found out about you know, the double vision thing. He said, how are you driving? And he goes, well, it's easy. I just choose one set and go with it. <laughs> that was the last time our boys rode with my father. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> throw, throw off. I think, I think you all... <laughs> Systems want to creep in. I think one's trying to creep in right now. <laughs> okay, you know, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Time-released capsules of cursed patterns in your parents' marriage, your grandparents' marriage. Sometimes you get a double whammy from both sides of the family trying to work its way out in your marriage. You've got to put it off. Put on Christ and new patterns of relating and loving. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. I, I feel something right now from the Lord, like a divine impartation. Let's, let me not find a different language. God, God is releasing authority to produce obedience through Christ by grace into our children. Christ being all our children and adult children. Being us who are still adult children. Christ in children, Christ in husbands, Christ in wives. This is the next level of the government of God. And when Christ embodies a family, you can feel it. You know, the last couple years, our family, last three years, we've started meeting more intentionally in what we call family legacy. And we're, we're being more intentional about building our extended family life together and understanding who we are as a family. And I can feel, as we've done that, government increasing in our life, the government of God. And when Christ is in you as a husband or a wife, and Christ is in your marriage, and Christ is in your children, and Christ is in how you're relating one to another, is all of a sudden, the wave of authority let's go it starts beginning going further out 
Further out, a lightning bolt hits. A thunder comes. A river starts proceeding. saying it's time for you to go to the next level of government. Hold your ground as an individual. Hold your ground as a family. Now begin building up the body. The body is the next level of God's government. Let's look at these passages because I want to get to the city because that's the title of my sermon. Christ in the body. Therefore is the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you. So you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. The body is filled with Christ. Our body life comes from Christ. It doesn't originate in our horizontal relationships. It originates in our vertical relationship with Christ and then extends outward into our relationships. Christ in me extends out to you. Christ in you extends out to others. What's coming to us is Christ's word. And we're commanded to let that word dwell, live inside us. In meager portions. Dwell in you richly. Yes. Lord, I, I ask for a rich, a rich life in your word for every single one of us in 2024. That your word, your voice would be so strong in every single member and we'd be speaking out of that word in all of our relating, Lord. Christ in you, Christ in the family, Christ in the body, the government of God. When the government of God is manifesting, the demonic realm is breaking up and righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is being established. No throne, no government of God. No lamb, no government of God. No spirit and river, no government of God. No individual growing up in all things in Christ in them, no government of God. No family filled out by Christ, no government of God. But with all these things coming together, 
now we, we're starting to see the body getting built up in all things. Paul says, in him, in the Lamb, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you're complete in him who is the head of all government, invisible and visible, all principality and power. Let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Many of your translations say substance is actually body. The body is of Christ. Hold fast to the head from whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows with the increase that is from God. This is amazing. This passage I just read starts with the fullness of God in Christ's physical body in heavenly places and ends up with a body on earth that is nourished and knit together and increasing in every aspect of human life. The Lord has been affirming us in recent weeks. His voice breaking in in multiple different contexts and affirming how much he loves us, how precious we are to him. He's affirming our growth, affirming where we've come to. We have been built up by him as individuals. We've been built up in our families Many of our families. We've been built up as a body. And now this year, it's like out from us, there's this pulsating wave of power and authority. It's been, I'm extending out. I'm moving out. And the next place of God's government is the community. The city goes from the body to the city. Christ's intention is to raise up a body and from that body to begin to release a manifestation of his presence and acts of righteousness and justice into the community. When Christ is in the body and they've matured to a certain place, it's inevitable that it will begin breaking out to the community. Paul goes into Ephesus. He starts with 12. And then he moves into Tyrannus Hall, the school of Tyrannus, and begins holding meetings and begins building up families and the body. And it reaches this place where it can't be contained in that building. When we read about this, where Christ begins coming to the city, in Acts 19, this, and by this it means the work of deliverance, those demons being delivered from people, this became known to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. 
And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. And about that time there arose a great commotion about the way. For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, who made silver shrines of Diana, brought no small profit to the craftsmen of the city. He called them together with the workers of similar occupations. This is a union gathering. And said, men, you know that we have our prosperity by this trade. Moreover, you see and hear that not only at Ephesus, but throughout almost all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people, saying that they are not gods which are made with hands. So not only is this trade of ours in danger of falling into disrepute, but also the temple of this great goddess Diana may be despised and her magnificence destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worship. This is what is at stake with the government of God. Now, when they heard this, all the union, all the silversmith union workers, they were full of wrath and cried out, saying, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. So the whole city was filled with confusion and rushed into the theater with one accord, having seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians, Paul's travel companions. I don't think I spelled that right, but Paul's travel companions. And when Paul wanted to go into the people, the disciples would not allow him. So this commotion's taking place in the city theaters, like an out, outdoor amphitheater. The riot now is in the amphitheater. And Paul wants to go there and his travel companion, his, his companions say, don't do it. Then some of the officials of Asia, the Greek word is Asiarchs. These are the rulers, the top officials of the province of Asia, a region of, of uh, like Michigan, maybe seven, eight million people. And these are the top rulers <clears throat> and they were Paul's friends. Some of the officials of Asia, the Asiarchs, who were Paul's friends, sent to him pleading that he would not venture into the theater. And when the city clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, what man is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is temple guardian of the great goddess Diana. This is the identity of the city leaders, that this city is the guardian of this principality. The devil's plan is for cities to be the guardians of evil principalities. Everybody knows that the purpose of the city of Ephesus is to guard this visitation of this goddess, Diana, whose image fell down from Zeus. 
Therefore, since these things cannot be denied, that's, this is the way it is. This is who we are. Everything about this region, from government to economy to families, is about this. You ought to be quiet and do nothing rashly. For you have brought these men here who are neither the robbers of temples nor blasphemers of your goddess. Therefore, if Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a case against anyone, the courts are open and there are proconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another in these places. But if you have any other inquiry to make, it shall be determined in a lawful assembly. The word is ecclesia, a lawful ecclesia. For we are in danger of being called in question for today's uproar, there being no reason which we may give to account for the dis, this disorderly gathering. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the ecclesia. God's government comes down from heaven. The throne in Christ comes down, lands in an individual with thunders and lightnings, cleansing their subconscious from evil works so they can serve the living God with power. And from this place of government in the individual, a family gets formed, a new family, broken free from generational curses, past patterns of family relating. And from there, Christ begins building up a body of believers in all things in Christ. And Christ begins embodying a people, not just on Sunday service. They actually are together. They're mysteriously linked all through the week by the person of Christ himself. When that reaches a certain place, Christ begins touching the city. He begins coming to the city and a wind is coming in the next five months and the next three years. Fresh energy from the Holy Spirit and the angelic host to send you into the region. Papa Jonathan, I'm going to skip to number 12. Papa Jonathan has this phrase. Christ revealed, church reformed, cities rebuilt. This is the pattern. Christ reveals himself. In that revelation, we are reformed as individuals, families, and a body. Our reformation, our constant change is happening with the revelation of Christ. As we undergo a constant process of reformation, something starts emanating from us to rebuild a city, rebuild a culture. It's a flow. Right now, the captain of the army of the Lord is revealing himself to us. Christ is being revealed. And we are being reformed. Soldiers are being formed and deployed at the revelation of Christ. 
and out from our soldiering. Civil government is returning to the people. And we'll be given a capacity by God to begin rebuilding. It's very important we cooperate with the process. It's very significant that the Lord woke Pastor Heather up and showed her three sleepy men representing entrenched civilian life being woken up by a South American revivalist preaching, preaching, preaching until they are awake because the Lord is being gracious to us. He's determined that this flow of government that comes from heaven will not get stopped up right here. Because this happens at different times throughout history. God comes with powerful moves of revival, awakening, and it comes and gets stopped up in the people of God. Isaiah had this experience. Christ was revealed to him in Isaiah 6, 1. He says, in the year that King Uzziah died, it was the year of a king. The working of God is always taking place in the context of governmental administrations. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw in a vision the Lord sitting on a what? High and exalted with the train of his robe filling the most holy part of the temple above him. Seraphim, heavenly beings, stood, and each one had six wings, with two wings covering his face, and two wings covering his feet, and two wings he flew. And one called to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out. This is the thunders, the lightnings. And the temple was filled with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me. I am ruined. Because I am a man of ceremonially unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. I'm not prophetic. I just speak out of my soul and out of my reasoning and out of my family upbringing and out of my opinions and out of my feelings, or I don't speak at all. Woe is me, I'm ruined, because my speech is not coming from God, and my eyes have seen the throne. Then one of the angels flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs, and he touched my mouth, and with it, my whole subconscious personality formation. He touched my mouth. And he said, listen carefully. With the touch of fire comes a capacity to listen carefully. The Lord started our service out today with fire. Waking us up so we can listen carefully. Listen carefully. This has touched your lips. Your wickedness, your sin, your injustice, your wrongdoing is taken away. And your sin's been atoned for and forgiven. Christ is revealed in his cross. Christ revealed to Isaiah. Then, out of this, the church 
was not reformed. I heard a voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here am I. I've just had this dramatic encounter. I've experienced the cross purging my subconscious. The demonic structures have been shaken off of my life. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Send me. And he said, go and tell this people, keep on listening, but do not understand. Keep on looking, but do not comprehend. Make the heart of this people insensitive, their ears dull and their eyes dim. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and return and be healed. Then I said, Lord, how long? How long do you want me to preach and it not produce real sight, real hearing, real repentance? How long? And the Lord said, until cities are devastated and without inhabitant. Houses are without people and the land is utterly desolate. The Lord has removed his people far away and there are many deserted places in the midst of the land. And though a tenth of the people remain in the land, it will again be subject to destruction, consumed and burned like a massive terebinth tree or like an oak whose stump remains when it's chopped down. The holy seed, the elect remnant, is its stump. Christ revealed the church, not reformed, cities are judged. That's the pattern. This is the pattern Jesus walked in. He preached the same words. He prophesied the same things. And he judged cities because there weren't disciples in that city. Men and women who would hear and see and turn and repent. But Christ is sending a South American revivalist. Christ is sending a new kind of preaching. Christ was able in his three years to form 120 of these people. Three years of God himself preaching. And he was able to bring forth a holy seed, a stump. Because in that Isaiah passage, it's all but lost if there wasn't a holy seed. Jesus his teachings are filled with the Holy Seed. Jesus saw in his disciples, these are the ones. These are the ones that are going to rebuild the cities. They have eyes to see, ears to hear. They, they're continuously repenting. And they're obeying. 
These are the ones. These are the ones that are going to rebuild the cities. Disciples. There's coming a new kind of preaching. There's coming a new kind of church culture. The Lord's been building it up in our midst over the last 15, 17 years. He started with the foundation of the cross and he built accountability into our church culture in 2016 and we're about to go poof, We're about to see not just one or two, but multiple people just with boldness saying, what's your allegiance? Mine's to Jesus Christ. We're about to enter into Isaiah 61, where Christ is revealed. Isaiah 61 says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings, to heal, proclaim, proclaim, comfort, console, give. I'm here, I'm here, and God's all over me. The Spirit of the Lord God is on me. And I'm here preaching, preaching, preaching with power over entrenched civilian living. I'm able to wake up a holy seed. I'm proclaiming, 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 giving, consoling, comforting. I'm never going off duty. Once I find some disciples, once, once I found a place like this, once I find a place like this, you bet your bottom dollar I'm not gonna give up on those people. They just keep turning. They just keep changing. They just keep willing to be reformed. Spirit of the Lord God is on me because he's anointed me to preach to MDCC today. He sent me to reform you. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness we got that already today that they may be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. That's a reformed church. Christ is being revealed with sovereign authority. A sovereign spirit and a sovereign word. You would do well, pastors. And you would do well, DFG leaders. And you would do well, ministry leaders. And you would do well, mothers. And you would do well, fathers. And you would do well individuals who are governing your life to take a sovereign spirit and a sovereign word into your mouth and into your heart. This thing can uproot chronic, long-standing patterns of dullness and entrenchment 
and reform. Reform, reform, reform. Christ revealed, church reformed. And out of reformed church, what comes with this preaching of Christ? Cities get rebuilt. And they, the oaks of righteousness, they shall rebuild. It starts with a me, reforms a church, and then they shall rebuild old ruins. They shall raise up former devastations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Then their descendants, it starts with a me, with the sovereign anointing, ministering that sovereign anointing until the broken places are healed. Those who mourn are comforted, and heaviness is gone. A praise is released, and all of a sudden, that weak person with a weak constitution becomes an oak of righteousness. And now they have something within themselves to face the devastation of a culture that's absolutely decimated. And governed by principalities and powers. Something's in them to begin rebuilding. That's what the Lord's giving you, MDCC. A constitution to begin rebuilding this year. This five months and these next three years. And then out from they, their descendants shall be known among the nations. This is our future these are the grandchildren and great-grandchildren in the natural and in the spirit that will come out of us over the next decades. They shall be known among the nations, and their offspring will be known among the people. That's our great-grandchildren. All who see them will acknowledge them, that they are the posterity to whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he's clothed, this is now Jesus, back to the me. Jesus is like, I am like jumping up and down because the United States is going to be rebuilt. Yes. Jumping up and down that there's a people going into Farmington Hills where at least 90% of the churches are either in false doctrine or they've gone woke. It's, the light has almost completely gone out. I'm rejoicing. I'm sending rebuilders into this city. I'll greatly rejoice in my God. My soul shall be joyful. He's clothed me with garments of salvation. He's covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Get ready. We're about to get another wind. On February 27th is a presidential primary. All sorts of people are going to go to the polls. We have an opportunity to be the ecclesia not Republicans. We have an opportunity to go to our city clerks. We have an opportunity to go to our city. Hello? Paul starts with 12, goes to his school, raises up the body. He ends up talking to the clerk. It always is like that in Paul's life. He always ends up talking to someone in government. You have an opportunity. Hello? Yes. 
You have an opportunity to go to your city clerk and say, hey, I'm willing to be a volunteer, a worker, an election worker. Fill out an application, take a training, and they'll assign you. We have an opportunity to those who are feeling led. 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 150 of us to go on February 27th, 16 and over. We're canceling school of formation on that day. For people to do that, we're going to do it. Not with a political spirit, a rah-rah human zeal. We're going to change this thing. No, we're going to, winds are going to go out. Like, I'm really, I'm really believe this. Like, the altar call today is winds sending us. All you have to do is go to your city clerk. Look it up. Go over there. Say, hey, I want to volunteer. I hear they just need, desperately need volunteers. Workers. Lord spoke to me beginning of the year, said, seek the welfare of the city where I've placed you. Because the government's coming, guys. It's in us. It's in our families. It's in the body. And this year there's a wind coming on the ecclesia to build up the community. It's not going to be like it was in the past. Where you get all drained by it. It's going to be energized by the Holy Spirit. How many of you sense that, like there's something stirring in you? Whether it's being an election worker or some other thing. You just have this willingness to step out again and have some intersection with the city. Christ is coming to the city through you. So let's stand up. <laughs> Because the Lord's going to send his winds. Are you ready? <coughs> I thank you for the winds of government. Here they come. In the name of Jesus, the resistance to the government of God in Metro Detroit, Southeastern Michigan, Farmington Hills, Redford, West Bloomfield, Detroit, the resistance is about to be overcome with the winds of government. I release the winds of government ordained by God for the year 2024 to come on you. I speak a stirring of the waters that are around the throne of God. The Lord says these waters will not go stagnant. They're going to be fresh this year. Fresh waters are coming out of your spirit. Oh. Power is coming down on you, Perry, right now. There's an angelic spirit coming on you, sending you into GM. There's a new sending coming on you. Open wide your spirit right now. Whatever flow of the Holy Spirit starting to work in you, let it work. That's a working of God.
us, Lord. Filling us, filling me, filling each of us. Call on you, Spirit of God. The wind, the fire, the water. Flood us, fill us, send us, push us. Send us out by power, by lightnings, by thunders. We receive you, Holy Spirit. The sending power of God. You're what we need. Right now, there's an exhortation from the Holy Spirit coming on the men and fathers and leaders of households this week. The Lord took you to a new place on Wednesday. The government of God was released with very potent authority on Wednesday night through Pastor Ryan. The Lord gave you a new place. A new dimension of the heavenlies was opened up to you as men, as leaders, as heads of households. And now the Lord's charging you. You've got to hold that ground. You've got to hold that ground in this service right now. Like the Lord is calling men and fathers to be leaders. Like there's some of you that actually feel like, I want to come actually forward and be a leader in the spirit right here, right now. <clears throat> You've got to hold the ground. If you don't hold the ground, you're going to slip right out of that place that God gave you on Wednesday. Unusual grace. Unusual authority. Okay, break it open, men. Break it open. Break open government for your homes, for this body, and for the city. Pray like mighty men. Pray like warriors. Pray like you did Wednesday. Hold the ground. Hold the ground. Hold the ground. You're not here for ministry. You're breaking open the way for the body, for your families, for your wives, for your children, for this region. Hold the ground. Hold the ground. Soldiers, hold the ground. Hold the ground. Hold the ground. Take the ground. Take the place. Take the dominion. Take the glory. Take the word. Take the spirit. No soldiers, no government. No soldiers, no government. No soldiers, no government. Here comes a win. Koramba sereme koteba, senamate borobo konde bashata, masate moshoto makanda sashanta maseko, jende soro bandaboro hoko, bandebe kepa. Don't grow weary in well doing, the Lord says. Press in, press in for a few more minutes. Kero mo sandarekota santa shenda bashaka, rambale kongereve shenta. Nerakumba shante soko bashata, jendobo shanda rasaka la bashata, kumba shene mikuraba bashata, nendi kubande shena makasha ta shata sha. 
Burela madana mo sandere bukala mashata. Shevele mo koroba shanta la bashanta la bashaka. Nikambache to shinda. Shenamato sekoto. Shenamata sekete sete bokasha. Machinde jindo bonde shando bote manda. Zerebo kombabasha. Marching, marching, marching. Marching to January 31st. The marching, the, the angels are marching. The body is marching, marching, marching to January 31st. Namanamasata. <clears throat> Samba robo comba baba santa bashata, jenemu rombo kobo bashende makanta shata, nemremunji kanda bashata, jamarat kombo shenemanamama shende bokate reshete. Some of you have been locked in civilian living, and the Holy Spirit is unhooking that seatbelt of that vehicle called civilian living. It's like it's, he's releasing you from the confines of civilian living. That's a spirit of repentance is now available to you. Some of you, whether you're men or women, want to begin joining this company that's breaking open government for 2024. You want to come out of civilian living. Like you're free to come and join this company right now. Women warriors. Pray, break it open. We need the whole army. The wind is coming. Ezekiel 37 wind is coming. And the result of this wind is an army of God. Everybody marching in step. Like this civilian church life thing is over. It's over. It's over. It's over. God's hand is lifting off of it now. He literally is lifting his hand off of civilian congregations right now. And he's putting his hand of power on his army. The general spirit's coming on you, Pastor Ryan. The spirit of Papa, Jonathan David, is coming on you. This apostolic flow from the me to the they to the descendants to the descendants descendants. That spirit is coming on leaders right now. Break up, break it open right now. Come on up. The Lord's saying, come on up, Ryan. I'm gonna show you things to come. Come on up, this is your time. This is your time. He's, he's putting a general's garment on you. Your capacity to push in the spirit. Young men, young men, prophesy now. Young men, prophesy. Spirit of prophecy on young men. Spirit of prophecy on young women. Prophesy, proclaim out of your spirit. Pray with the spirit, but pray with your English. Declare the things that are to come.
Take the word stored up in you. Bring it about by your declaration. Oh, the wind is coming. The wind is coming to renew, renew my youth like the eagles. I will run and I will not grow weary. I will walk and I will not faint. Something old, something stale is coming off of this congregation. Something fresh, fresh leadership. Fresh leadership. This is a new garment, church. This is a new garment. Plow up the ground, plow up the ground, plow up the ground. The ground that has been planted with DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Plow it up right now, the Lord says, before there's a harvest of it, stop the harvest of DEI. Plow it up, plow it up, plow it up. before the principality of racism breaks the country, plow up DEI. The destiny of this country is to take on Christ. In Christ, where there's neither Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. Break racism. Plow it up. Keep praying. Receive of my spirit. Receive of my spirit to endure, to be sustained through the night, through a week, through a month, through a year, through a decade. Receive of my spirit. Push it back, press it back. Take the word that's stored up in you. Yeah. Lord calls you a warrior. Lord calls you a warrior. Something's about to break off of you two. River of mercy, something's about to break off of you two. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is about to come on you. That which is broken and bruised is about to be healed.
do it for your sons and your daughters. Wait on the Lord, labor with the working that's within you. Do it for your offspring. Do it for your offspring, offspring. The Lord's rejoicing like a bridegroom. He's rejoicing like a bride. Join the company, join the company. Join the 2024 company with a throne. I hear the spirits are sending out an invitation. Join the company around the throne. Get your throne. Hey. Yeah, oh, yes, 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 yes. We labor, Lord, we labor in the word of healing. We don't give up on the word of healing. We don't deny who you are. Though we deny you, you cannot deny yourself. You cannot deny healing. You who are healing, you cannot deny healing. Release your healing, Lord. The labor. There's a labor. There's a labor. To this end I labor, working, working with all his work, which works in me mightily. This is what I labor. Paul says, working with all the work that's working in me mightily. All sorts of working. This is working in you. New ground. New ground. Hold the ground. Hold the ground you've been given. Hold the territory. Then advance. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Store up the word. The word stored up is what fuels your prayer. The word you stored up last week is what fuels your prayer next week. Store the word, pray the word. Store it up, endure in the word, then plow up the ground with your prayers from the word of God.
Even Jesus needed an angel. Even Jesus needed an angel to pray. He was in the garden and he was weakening in his capacity to endure in prayer. And the Lord sent an angel and strengthened him. The Lord is sending an angel. He's sending it in 2024 right now. <clears throat> he rebuked the disciples saying, could you not endure with me one hour in prayer? And I hear the Lord just turning that rebuke around to an exhortation. I'm giving you an angel to endure with me for an hour in prayer. It's not the time thing. It's the spirit of endurance. The Lord's giving that to MDCC to endure in this season to pray. We pray, O oh Lord, by the Holy Spirit and by this angelic assistance you're giving us, we pray, connect us to the harvest. We pray to you, Lord of the harvest, send us with power to that one that you've called us to. Send us with power into civil government into volunteerism that comes from the Holy Spirit. Right now, spirit of volunteerism coming from Christ in the order of Melchizedek. Wow, this is, this is big. Oh, there's so many seeds of volunteerism being sowed right now in the congregation. Wow, it's going to spring up all over this region in a little thing here, a little thing there. The Lord hasn't called us to big things. He's called us to little steps of obedience. Collectively, it's going to produce a harvest. Little things. Obeying in little things. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Curse the virus that's hitting Tony Williams right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wind on the stand-up Wayne meeting tonight. In the name of Jesus. Well, let's just endure for a few more minutes, guys. Lost structures? Pluck them up. Lost structures. Human zeal. Lost structures of political activism. We pluck it up. Sending spirit. Volunteerism spirit on that meeting tonight. Great grace on Stand Up Wayne today.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glorious, glorious ecclesia. You're a glorious ecclesia. Mm. We're marching all the way up to January 31st. January 31st of a day of prayer and fasting. Marching all the way up to that date. We're going to get another hit to send us into these five months. Just like we got a hit in the end of November. We're going to get another one. Thank you, Lord, that we're doing this by grace. Thank you for the activation that's going to occur all throughout the week today. Places where we would have been vulnerable to weariness and hopelessness and being overwhelmed will be fresh energy and a spirit of volunteerism to say yes to the little assignments you're giving us. So gracious. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. <sighs> praise you, Lord. I just want to praise you for a few more minutes, Lord. I just praise you. Magnify you. Your dominion, your glory. To you has been given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all nations and languages and people should serve you. Just praise you. Magnify magnify you Jesus Christ worship you worship you Lord get bigger in our midst get bigger in our eyes and all your glory and dominion and power get bigger within us Lord yes Lord yes Lord take us up to this place bring it down to us until we're in tune with the angels that are being sent out Lord Praise you, Lord. 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 We're not in the flesh. We're in the spirit because the spirit of God dwells in us. Such capacity is in the person of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We can go all day and all night. Lord, we can go for the next 10 days or so to mark January 31st. We can go for five months, Lord. We can go for three years. We can go for the next decades of our life because we're not living by the flesh. We're living by the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glorify you, Lord. Glorify you. All dominion, all glory, all power are yours. Thanksgiving and honor just all around you.
Don't let anything get into your heart to stop up the flow. Bitterness is your issue, not the person you're mad about. It's your issue. Don't let that take root and block the flow of the river coming to you and then out from you, which is your destiny. Don't let hopelessness, don't let hopelessness get a root. Lay hold of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Wow. Thank you. Don't let sin deceive you that you have, you're trapped in that pattern you've been in your whole life. Don't let sin deceive you. You must master it. <laughs> there is the masters in you. The one who stands up in boats and rebukes winds and waves is in you. You're the master. Thank you, Lord. Mr. Ryan, would you close this? Did you have something, Pastor John? Lord, I thank you for the love of our neighbor. It's just filling our hearts, our chests, fills our spirit. It's your spirit in us. Loves our neighbor. Lord, I thank you for the love of our neighbor that's filling us out today activating us, sending us with love, not with a program, sending us with Christ, sending us with a throne, sending us with a flow, a river. I thank you for this, Father. I thank you for this, Lord. I thank you we're not in a program. I thank you we're in a move of the Spirit. Lord, I'm a, Romans 13 connects the, the, the linchpin between government and the law and between us as a people being awake. We do this. We love our neighbor. So I thank you, Lord Jesus, that the, the, the governmental spheres of the individual and the community are all connected within us by you with this flow of love that's coming out of us. Your love for our neighbor. Your love for the city. Your love for the community. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for a spirit of love that is filling our bodies and is sending us this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed wrestling with the Word and the Spirit as you engaged with this message. For more information, please visit our website at www.metrodetroit.org. And have a great week.